Amen. Glory to God. Let's get into the Word today, okay? Yes, what a powerful move of God we had this morning. Yes. Amen. Turn to Ephesians chapter 1 and verse 1. Ephesians chapter 1, verse 1. I'm going to read a little bit and then talk to you and then read a little bit more and talk to you, okay? Amen. Just going to do it that way today. Okay. I want to talk to you today about being holy and accepted by grace. Yeah. Holy and and accepted by grace. Ephesians 1, 1 through 6 says, Paul, an apostle of Jesus Christ by the will of God, to the saints which are in Ephesus, and to the faithful in Christ Jesus. That's, a, that's an amazing thing. Oh, I've got to give a shout out here. Boomer Sooner. Amen. Amen. Oh, God. <laughs> Boomer Sooner. That's awesome. Everybody happy about that? I'm really happy about that. If you don't know anything about football, you're in the wrong church. <laughs> but we'll, we'll, we'll teach you. Stay. We'll teach you. They won the Big 12 championship last, yesterday. Yep. Yeah. Beating TCU soundly, 41-17. to 17. That was uh, awesome. Yeah. Next best team scored 17 points on them. Ephesians 1, 1 says, Paul, an apostle of Jesus Christ by the will of, will of God to the saints which are at Ephesus, and to the faithful in Christ Jesus. I want to slow this down a little bit and let you see some things. He says here, to the saints, to the saints at Ephesus. He's talking about the whole church. He's not talking about a few there, a few who have arrived at sainthood. Ephesians were a good church, but they were, they were not saints as we would think of saints. They are saints to God. You may not be a saint as you think of saints, but you are a saint to God. This is to the whole church. He wrote a letter to the whole church called them every last one of them saints. Amen. Every last one of them saints. Amen. It comes from the Greek word hagios. H-A-G-I-O-S. You want to make a friend of the word by saying it. Hagios. Hagios. It means, doesn't mean just holy. It means most holy. It describes you as a saint as being just like the holiest, holy of holies in God's temple. You are the temple of God. He, he does not send your outer court or in your inner court. He sits in the Holy of Holies. Yes, yeah, he sits in the Holy of Holies. The Holy of Holies is the holiest place on, the, on earth. That's you. That's you. Yeah. If you're not saved today, I'm not talking to you. But you can be. You can leave here in that condition today. Yeah. You can leave in that condition of saved, sanctified, and filled with the Holy Ghost today. You can. Yeah. can. Amen. Holy of Holies, you're a place where God dwells. You know, my kid, my grandkids, they say they want to go to Nana's house. They don't, they don't really mean that. They just want to be where Nana is. They don't, they don't care anything about Nana's house. They want to be where Nana is. If Nana's not there, they don't want to be there. You know what I mean? But, uh, you don't want to come to this church. You want, just, just to this church house. You want to be here because these, these people are here. That's what draws you. Because Jesus is here in them. Amen. To the holy place. You make it a holy place. That's why I want to be here. If you weren't here, I wouldn't care anything about being here. Tell you something, Miss Anna and I live, used to live back in this little apartment back here. I'm going to admit something to you. I don't want to tell you, but I'm going to. Because I'm an honest man. 
I was in up here a few nights by myself, back there in that little apartment. It's kind of creepy. <laughs> it's kind of creepy in here without 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 the, the holy people in here. This Miss Barnes not really all that holy. It's a nice it's a nice house. I appreciate the house. I mean, appreciate the house we have. But it's not holy. You make it holy. You're what makes it holy. With you here, I can sleep like a baby. Without you, it's kind of creepy. You know what I mean? Better know what I mean? Miss Ann stayed here a few times. She she called me up. She said, John, pray for me. It's creepy in this church by myself. <laughs> I said, well, you're there. You're the holy place of God. Okay, all right. I'm here now. Everybody understand that? The building's not the holy place. You are the holy place. The most holy place. Hagios. Everybody say Hagios. I am Hagios. Saints. That's what it means. When I was a kid, I could not figure out how my pastor and his wife got so many kids. As a farm kid, I knew what you had to do to get them. I never remember not knowing. Nobody ever had sex talk with me. You, on a farm, you just grow up knowing. Am I right, Greg? You just grow up knowing. Anybody, anybody know what I'm talking about? You just grow up knowing what, what, what happens. I cannot imagine my pastor in that condition. I just, couldn't, I just couldn't imagine it. I, I, they, they must have got them the same way Jesus came or something. Mary got Jesus. I don't, I don't have any idea. But they had eight kids. So apparently they knew something about it. I remember thinking, how did they do that? I couldn't. I just could not picture it. I'm really telling you the truth. This man was the holiest man I ever met. He was holy now. He was a holy man had eight kids. I thought, I wonder how he gets those kids. Being so holy, I just couldn't imagine it because I had the wrong wrong idea about, about what holiness was. You get the wrong idea about what holiness is, you're going to be messed up. If it, if it, if it lasts past your childhood, I mean, and for many people it has. This holy state of yours is a direct result of you being being cleansed by the blood of Jesus. I perceive the holiness differently than how it was in the Bible. The Bible defines it really strangely for me. I saw holiness as a time when you're weeping. How many of you know what I'm talking about? Weeping, pouring out your heart to God. This is a holy moment. At the Catholic Church, when I went to see the Sistine Chapel, I said, no talking, this is a holy place. I go to a church where we chatter all the time. It's holy there, too. That's right. No talking. It's the holy place. Anybody here been to Sistine Chapel? They said, did they say that to you? They said that to me. No talking. It's the holy place. Okay, you can't talk when it's holy. <laughs> well, pardon me. That's not what Nehemiah said. Everybody turn to Nehemiah chapter 8. Look at this. Put this on the board, please. Nehemiah chapter 8 and verse 9. 9, 10, and 11. Read what this says. And Nehemiah, Nehemiah which is the Tershitha, I don't know what that is, but it's a funny job description. <laughs> Tershitha. It means a boss, like a governor. And Ezra, the priest, the scribe, and the Levites that taught the people said unto all the people, This day is holy unto the Lord your God. What's the next two words? What's the next two words? 
Wait a minute, they thought I was going to face my Pentecostal upbringing. Yeah. <laughs> it stands holy under the Lord your God, and mourn not, weep not. What? What are you saying? Here's what he's saying. For all the people wept when they heard that the words of the, of the law. Then he said unto them, Go your way, eat the fat, drink the sweet, and send portions unto them who, uh, for whom nothing is prepared. For this day is holy unto the Lord. Neither be ye sorry. No mourning, no weeping, no sorrowfulness. It's right the opposite of what we've always thought, isn't it? God says celebrate on a holy day. Holidays are holy days. Supposed to be celebrating, not weeping, not mourning. Amen. Because on a holy day, anything can happen. Now, hear me, every day is holy to you now because you are the holy place. We don't have to wait till Sunday to worship God. You don't have to wait till Christmas to go to church, although some, some do. Some are CEOs, you know, Christmas, Easter only. But, but that's all right, as long as you get here. But you're a holy place, so everything you do is holy. Everywhere you go, you make every place you go holy. Are you hearing me? Anything can happen. You can have a miracle in a house. You can have a miracle on your job. You can have a miracle in the bus. You can have a miracle in the car. You can have a miracle any place. Do not have to be in church because the power of God is in you, and you are holy just like you are. Power for this day is holy unto the Lord. Neither be ye sorry, for the joy of the Lord is your strength. So the Levites stilled all the people, saying, Hold your peace. For the day is holy, neither be ye grieved. No, now we've got grief, sorrow, mourning, and weeping all put aside. All the things we, all the words we, we would use for that kind of activity put aside because it's not holy. It's not holy necessarily. What's holy? Having a party, a feast. Party, party is holy. I mean, I, Miss Ann and I saw this uh, worked out in our lives one time in uh, Jerusalem. Was that two years ago we went to Jerusalem or three? This may have been three years. We went, to, went over there for Pentecost. Have a big time at Pentecost in Jerusalem. I was there for Pentecost. And we went to see the upper room. A group of us. My, our whole tour group went. About 40 of us, I guess, about then. Walked in the upper room. Huh? You, you didn't get to go to the upper room. We were there in the upper room where the Spirit of God came, you know, filled the whole house where they were sitting. They were putting them clothed in tongues of fire and set up on each of them. They were all filled with the Holy Ghost and began to speak in, a, speak in other, other tongues. This really happened there. That place, that, that place they could have pretty well documented. That, that was the place that happened. We were there. I started preaching on Pentecost. I started praising and worshiping, speaking in other tongues. The whole, the whole crowd, all 40 of them, just like a, like a big beehive, you know. It's awesome. Went on and on and on and on and on. There were other groups up there. There was a little pocket group over there in the corner, one, one over there and one over there. They, they stood and watched us. Stood and watched us. My group quieted down a little bit. I started preaching again. This guy over here started talking, trying to talk and explain in real quiet, hushed tones what happened there. And this and this and this and this and this and that and this and that and this and that. Here we erupted again. My bunch roared back to life again. He came over and said, could you all hold it down a little bit? I said, you tell him. You tell him. 
Actually, they're not my people. I said, they're not mine either. They're God's people, and they're here to worship God. He turned around and walked back over there. Sorry, couldn't help you. Amen. Don't be grieved. Don't be silent. Don't be sorrowful. Rejoice. Look at, look at verse 1 again in Ephesians 1. last part of it says, And to the faithful in Christ Jesus. To the faithful in Christ Jesus. Who is that? That's, that's all those saints again. So listen to me. You can be a saint and not be all that faithful. You can be holy and not be all that faithful. It is possible. I've known a few. I don't mean to look right at anybody right now. I'm not looking at you, but I'm just saying that I've known some who were faith, who were holy but not faithful. Faithful is another, another, another level of holiness. Whole another level. It means it's the word pistos, P-I-S-T-O-S in the Greek. Everybody said the word to make a friend of it. Pistos. P-I-S-T-O-S. It means trustworthy. Trustworthy. And it says, in Christ Jesus. You're trustworthy in Christ Jesus. Because Jesus did what he did. You have the potential in you to live like him. To be as faithful as he was. See, he had a, he had a way out. He could have he could have jumped out in, in, in the garden. Said, I'm just going to die right here. Let it, let, it, let it happen right here. He could have. But he didn't. Faithful to his faithful to his purpose. You have a right to be faithful to your purpose. You have a strength in you to do to do it. I believe that every Christian can live the rest of their life without sinning one sin. Yeah, amen. Got three people that agree with me. <laughs> I know it's hard to say, but you can live you can live faithfully, holy. You can. I'm not saying you're going to go to hell if you don't. I'm saying you can live holy. Yeah. Why don't you make up your mind and be one of those elite ones who lives without sin and uh, lives without slipping, lives without falling, lives without, without turning, turning your back on the things of God. Why don't you make up your mind you're going to be one of those. Amen. Amen. One, of those, one of those grown-up sons of God. Amen. Glory to God. Hear me. This is for you. It's for you. It's for you. It's for you. Amen. You give your life to God. For more than you to, to get to go to heaven, you give your life to God, so others will go because you're going. Others will go because you're going. They see what you what you're made of. See what you how you live. They want to go because you're because you're going. Amen. It says in Christ you are trustworthy, faithful in Christ Jesus. Verse two, grace be to you and peace from God our Father and from the Lord Jesus Christ. This word grace is charis. Greek word is charis. It just means a gift. It means so, so much more than that. Though it says, listen to this definition of charis. Well, I got said the way they said it in Greek, charis, charis, C H A R I S, like charismatic. It just means grace, pleasure, joy, favor. God's pleasure, God's joy, God's favor on you. God loves you because He wants to. He delights in loving you. He delights in being good to you. It's His thing. You hear me? It's His thing to show you to the to the enemy. Say, look at these. Look at the, look at that look at that Greg there. Look at that look at that Melissa there. 
Look at that, Robert there. Look at that one there. I'm saying I made them holy because I, I wanted to make them holy, but not because they acted right, because they believed me, because they believed me, because they believed me. It's all about what you believe. Amen. Glory to God. And then it says peace, grace and peace. I've told you this one before, this thing about, this thing about peace. It's a big, big word. In the Greek, it's Irene, E-I-R-E-N-E, and it's pronounced Irene. Your Aunt Irene got her name from this word. About having Aunt Irene? Some of you do. She got her name from this word, Irene. Her name means peace. Is she a peaceable person? Is your Aunt Irene a peaceful person? Yours is, I know. Irene. Here's the definition for this word. I love this. An end to the rage and havoc of war. A state of national national tranquility. That means that God got over it. God God got over the the, the anxiety that was between man and and God. All of heaven, the national national tranquility means all of the government of heaven is over the anxiety and and the uh, division that was between God and man. Put there, but Adam's sin. God got over it. Amen. Look at somebody say, God got over it. God He's at peace with you now. Every time Paul opens a letter, he says, peace from God. How does he know God's at peace with everybody? Peace from God our Father. Why does he know? Did he talk to God and God told him that day that he was over it? No. He knows because he knows what Jesus did. How effective what Jesus did on the cross was. How effective it was to rid, to rid the world of sin, to rid the, the record of sin. So Jesus could look at, so God could look at mankind and say, "I think they're just fine, just like they are." Amen. Glory to God. Let me show you a little, another scripture on this. It says Second Corinthians five nineteen says, Second Corinthians five nineteen. I love having somebody else to help me with this. That way, I know who to, who to blame. They say teamwork is essential. Gives you gives you somebody to blame. To wit, that God was in... And Miss Andy, you have a microphone. You want to read that for me? Second Corinthians 5, 19. Amen. To wit, it means to, that is to say... To wit, that God was in Christ, reconciling the world unto himself. When, when, when was the world reconciled to God? When they all believed? No. When Christ died. Read on. Reconciling the world unto himself. Not imputing their trespasses unto them. Trespasses. Trespasses. That's pretty good, isn't it? Trespasses. That's right. <laughs> that too. Trespasses and trespasses. <laughs> okay, read on. And hath committed unto us the word of reconciliation. Now read Isaiah 54 9. This is our message. This is why I keep saying this over and over and over. I keep talking this because I know how the devil comes against you and tries to talk you out of this. For this is as the waters of Noah unto me. What is? What's before Isaiah 54? What could he be talking about? Isaiah 53. Yeah. He was wounded for our transgressions. He was bruised for our iniquities. The chastisement of our peace was upon him. With his stripes we are healed. All right, we don't. For I have sworn, for as I have sworn, for as I have sworn, the waters of Noah should no more go over the Stop earth. Stop right there. 
How many of you believe there will ever be another worldwide cataclysmic flood? Never, 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 never be. Why, why are you so sure? Because he said so. He said so, but there's a sign in there. The rainbow. How many have seen a rainbow this year? I've seen two or three of them. That says, that says there's never going to be another worldwide flood. We believe that part of that verse. Let's read the next part of that verse. Learn to believe this verse too, read it, Miss Ann. So have I sworn that I would not be wroth with thee, nor rebuke thee. God said I'm never going to be angry again. Glory to God. When I get over it, I'm really over it. Amen. Amen. Glory to God. That's, that's good, isn't it? He is talking about the, the new covenant there. Why, why do we talk so much about this? Well, here's why. John 16, 7. John 16, 7. Put up John 16, 7. The Gospel of John 16, verse 7 through 11. I want to show you something right here. You're going to like this, Miss Ann. I'm teaching Miss Ann something this morning. <laughs> I need it. Nevertheless, I tell you the truth. It is expedient for you that I go away. For if I go not away, the Comforter will not come unto expedient you. Expedient means you're better off. Jesus said you're going to be better off when I leave. They could not believe that. I couldn't hardly believe it when I read it. Yeah. You're going to be better off when I, without me here. Why? Uh, what's going on? Why, why would I be better off without you here? Because Jesus could never be in them. He could only be with them. Right. In you is better than with you. That's right. I mean, I had Thanksgiving dinner recently. Was it better to sit with the table, sit at the table and watch the food or have it in you? <laughs> okay, simple, simple. That's good. Amen. Okay. Read on, But if I depart, I will send him unto you. And when he is come, he will reprove the world of sin and of righteousness and of judgment. Listen to this. Three things he came, the Holy Spirit came to convince us of. The first one is what? Read on the next verse. Verse 9. Of sin, because they believe not on me. Okay, of sin, because of the sin of unbelief is the one he's after all the time. That's why we, we preach faith here all the time. That's right. The enemy's always trying to get you out of your faith. That's right. Or trying to steal your faith from you. And the Holy Spirit is convicting us of sin, the sin of unbelief. See that? He's always talking to us about faith. Right, read on. Verse 10. Of righteousness, because I go to my Father and you see me no more. So he's not trying to convince you of God's righteousness. He's trying to convince you of your own righteousness. Because I'm not going to be here, he says. I'm not going to be here. And I need you to act on my part while you're here in my place. He wants you to be righteous, know you're righteous, be convinced of your righteousness by the Holy Spirit living in you so you can act like Jesus in the world. Amen. The world needs somebody to act like Jesus in the earth. Amen. 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 Read number, number 11. Of Listen. judgment, because the prince of the world is judged. You have to be convinced over and over by the Holy Spirit that the, the, the enemy is defeated. He does not have a chance against you. That's right. If you know who you are, know what to do. Amen. Glory to God. Amen. Let's go back to Ephesians 1, now verse 3. Blessed be the God and Father of our Lord Jesus Christ, who hath blessed us with all spiritual blessings in heaven and places in Christ. I like this word blessed. It's eulogeo. Eulogeo. The Greek word is what it means. To speak well of. God speaks well of you. Amen. 
Think of that. He's blessed us. It means he's pleased well of us. To speak well of, to thank, to thank or invoke a blessing to prosper. A blessing to prosper. To speak well of. God speaks well of us. That's amazing, isn't it? Yes. To speak well of, to thank or invoke a blessing to prosper. Heaven is talking about you. You need to know that. They have conversation in heaven all about you all the time. And God always speaks well of you. God always speaks well of you. This is a wonderful thing because he blessed you with everything. And it says heavenly blessings too. Heavenly blessings, we don't need them right now. Unless they're going to manifest right now. We have heavenly blessings right now. For earth, for, for, to manifest in earth. One of those heavenly blessings is health and healing. Another one is prosperity. Another, uh, get, get happy about that one too. Yes. Prosperity. Well, another one is relationships. Good, clean relationships. Good, godly relationships. Manifesting in her earth, Ephesians 2 6 says, And hath raised us up together and made us sit together in heaven and in places in Christ Jesus. These blessings of heaven are for right now because we're there right now. We're seated with him in heaven and in places, aren't we? Yes. That's what it says in Ephesians 2 6. We're there with him in heaven and in places. That means the blessings that he provided then are for right now. They're for right now. Everybody say right now. Right now. They're for right now. A blessing, remember, is just a word. A blessing is a word. Word God speaks to you, about you, to you, for you, over you. God is speaking over you right now, a blessing. These words here are, are all a blessing. Verse 4 in Ephesians 1 says, According as he hath chosen us, read that, Miss Ham, would you? Ephesians 1, 4. According as he hath chosen us in him. Be careful with this, cho- this choosing for the foundation of the world. He chose us in him. Yeah. Read on. That we should be holy and without blame before him in love. He chose us to be holy. We didn't make ourselves holy. He chose us to be holy. He chose you to be holy and chose you in Christ. Yeah. The Calvinist says that God chose each of us individually. That's not true. He chose Christ. And when you get in Christ, He chose you. That's how it works. He chose you. It never says He chose us individually. Every time it's always in Christ we chose Him. In Christ. He chose Christ. So we could have some place to run. Have some place to go to be chosen. Amen. Glory to God. I like being on that team, don't you? You're not in the trunk of the car either. Like we used to get to go to the drive-in, take a whole car load of kids, and get them, put them in the trunk. Yeah. But nobody has to get in the trunk in this deal. Anybody else do that? Anybody else ever do that? Yeah. Everybody knows Oklahoma does that, don't they? You're not, you're not in the trunk. Amen. You're in Him. And without blame, it says. Without blame. That's a powerful thought. Why, is you, why are you without blame? Because Jesus took your blame. He was blamed in the garden for what you did and crucified and executed by Almighty God Himself. Verse 5 says, Having predestinated, read that one. Having predestinated us unto the adoption of children by Jesus Christ to Himself, according to the good pleasure of His will. The grace of His will. Good pleasure is just another way of saying grace of His will. To the praise 
to the praise of the glory of His Let's grace. Let's stop right there. When's the last time you praised grace? Thank you, Jesus. I praise the grace praise of God. Let's grace. lift our hands and praise Thank grace you. for a little while. Praise, praise, I praise grace. Thank you. I praise grace today. Praise grace today. The grace of God is my praise. Amen. Amen. To pray to the praise of the glory of His grace, wherein He hath made us accepted in the beloved. Hey, accepted in the beloved. I, I did all I've done so far to get you to this point. I've already been preaching about 20, 20 minutes, I guess. Listen to this. Accepted. It's a Greek word, keratao. It's also it comes from that charis word, keratao, C-H-A-R-I-T-O-O. This word is an amazing word. It only, it only appears one other time in the whole New Testament. Did you know that? Only one other time keratao is in the, in the New Testament. One other time. It's, called, it's, it's translated accepted here in Ephesians. Made you accepted, right? You're accepted. Right. It's good to be accepted. Anybody know that? Yes. Watch the Grinch last night. <laughs> How the Grinch stole Christmas. <laughs> Nobody accepted the Grinch, but, but Cindy DeLue, who did, <laughs> she accepted right. him. He became the star of the show, didn't he? Yeah. <laughs> he was an outcast, outcast. Yeah. I love that movie, too. Jim, Jim Carrey's a genius. Yeah. But, but let Cindy Lou who loved him. She cared to him. Yeah. She didn't more than accept him. She celebrated him. That's right. Okay? This is what God does for you. You grinchy thing, you. You get to go to heaven, be celebrated in heaven. Not just, not just in Thackerville or Durand or someplace like that. I want you to see the other place where this word is used. This is one other time that cared was in the New Testament. Luke chapter 1 and verse 28. Luke chapter 1, verse 28. Miss Anna, I want you to read that for me, please. And the angel came in. And the angel came in unto her. Here's my Christmas moment for December, okay? My Christmas moment. And the angel came in unto her and said, Hail. Thou art highly favored. Highly favored. You know what that word is? Keratao, right there. Amen. It's one of the time it's in the New Testament. Keratao. You look like a virgin to God. Amen. Look like a virgin to God. Well, highly favored. Blessed, God says, you are. Amen. Keratao. Blessed art thou among women. God sees you just like he saw the Virgin Mary. Amen. Ready to bring forth a son. A son, you're bringing forth sons yes. unto God. Amen. Amen. Holy. To grace, that is, to endue with special honor, to make it accepted to be highly favored. You are highly favored today. You are God's best idea for global evangelization. Right there. He favored you. Amen. I love you very much. God bless you.